Now look back, mom, and say, you better say that, right? <laughs> you better say that. Oh, we're so glad that all of you are here, and, and uh, what a great day to celebrate moms, and, and uh, we're, we're beginning a brand new series today called Bless This House, and uh, we're going to spend the entire month of May talking about what it means to have good relationships and how to, how to build a home upon the foundation of Jesus and a biblical foundation. So excited about it. And today we're gonna start out uh, talking to moms, actually talking to parents in general. And uh, I wanna share with you what kids want from their parents. And so kids, listen up and take notes and maybe you can uh, 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 Put this on the uh, on the refrigerator later, and and let your let your parents know. And and I'm so excited about that. But I also uh, am so thankful that uh, we have a group of people, as Crystal said earlier, and I know she mentioned that. But uh, there's a, a a place down in Circleville called uh, the House of Hope. And uh, they are watching us right now live on uh, live stream. And uh, come on, Capital City Church, can we just let them know? We're glad you've joined us. Thank you, guys. We love you. I promised them I'd give them a shout out. Come on, let them hear you. Come on, let them hear you. Want to make sure? We love you guys. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we're, we're just excited for everybody that's watching online. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here in the room. And uh, I hope that you uh, have plans to... Uh, to honor your moms today. I know many of us have uh, moms that have gone on to heaven. Uh, many of us uh, are moms that are empty nesters. Uh, some of us still live with our moms. Some of us still have kids at home. Uh, we have all kinds of different situations here today. So I just want you to know that uh, wherever you are, today's principles that I'm gonna talk about in scripture are universal. They will help you no matter where you are because I wanna talk about what it takes to really have good relate, in fact, this whole series is about having good relationships. And I want you to understand something. Good relationships are not an accident. You understand that, right? Good relationships come because we have spent time with, with our, our loved ones and our friends and we have built relationships. And so this series really is all about strengthening relationships. And my goal as we go through this series is that uh, if you have great relationships, my goal is to help those great relationships get even better. If you have relationships that are on, on rocky soil, rocky ground, uh, I hope that you get a lot out of this message series. I pray that you do. Because here's what I know. If your relationships are great, they're great for a reason. And if your relationships are a mess, they're a mess for a reason. And uh, I have never uh, done a series like this in the 30 years that I've pastored, spent a whole time. I've, I've preached, I guess it'd be right around uh, 30, uh, almost 30 Mother's Day messages. So uh, you try to get, uh, say something new about uh, the same subject 30 times. There was a couple times where Crystal actually said, you know what, I'm going to preach on Mother's Day. I thought that was pretty cool. She should have been taking the break and she gave me a break. So that was kind of neat. But this, this uh, year, I said, you know what, I'd like to start a series, and, and we'll focus on moms and parenting and that the first Sunday, and then for the rest of the, the series in May, we're going to talk about how can we build a home that is blessed. Amen. How many of you want a home that's blessed? Come on, raise your hand. Oh, that's good. I'm glad you're with me today. I want you to understand that every message 
we'll, we'll leave something unsaid. I can't say it all today. That's just not possible. So you really have to hear all of the messages through the series to get a balance. And so I would like for you to plan for the month of May. Let's just spend together. You can't be outside anyway. It's raining. So we're all dry. We're warm. We've got our Bibles and we're ready to learn. Amen? Amen. Would you just bow your heads for a moment? Thank you, Jesus, that you have gifted us with wonderful mothers. Thank you, Lord, that we have this day that we can honor them. Thank you for your word and thank you for giving us opportunities to learn from your word of how to honor our parents and how to honor our children and how to grow in our relationships with one another and our relationship with you, most importantly. And Lord, I just pray that we would sit back, even if we're not a mom today, that we would sit back and say, you know what, I'm going to listen to God's word, I'm going to grow from God's word, and I'm going to learn about relationships, and I'm really going to understand better today what the Bible says about it, Lord. We just pray this. Help me to get out of the way. Lord, speak through me, I ask in Jesus' name. Everyone say amen. 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 One of the main reasons, I believe, for the breakdown of the family is disobedience to God's word. And so today, what I want to do is I just want to tell you what the Bible says about building relationships. And, and I'm gonna, it's primarily about parents and children and all of that. But really, you can take these principles. They're universal to every one of us. Every one of us can learn some things about what we're going to learn today. And if we put into practice God's plan for our families, we'll begin, I believe, to experience peace and blessing in our home and that really is my prayer because here's what I know I know that if we don't have peace at home if we don't have blessing at home it's just gonna make our whole life a mess am I right if if we don't have peace one of the things I believe that our job is crystal and I as the parents and as the the leaders of our home is to have a peaceful home to have a home that is that is that doesn't mean we're not gonna disagree that doesn't mean we're not gonna have a, a, a arguments once in a while but overall we're gonna let the peace of God be the peace in our home. Amen? The first scripture I have there in your notes, and if you have your uh, program, you can open that up and follow along, or you can have your Bibles open. We're going to look at some verses in Proverbs. We're going to look at some verses in Psalms. The first one there in your, in your uh, notes is Psalm 127, 1 and 3. says, unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. So what's he saying there, Pastor? Well, I think what he's saying, just like I said last week, I think what he's saying is, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. I think, that, I think that's pretty clear, isn't it? Unless we let God build the house, unless we let God be the principles that, that permeate our relationships and permeate our decisions, our labor is in vain. Sons are a heritage from the Lord, children a reward from him. I know that some days it doesn't feel like they're a reward, but other days you just wouldn't know what to do without them, amen? Some of you said amen a little too quick on that one. Proverbs 15, 6 says, the house of the righteous contains great treasure. Wow. So today, in part one of Bless This Home, I would like to talk about what kids want from their parents. I would like for us to just kind of look at what is it that, that kids are wanting from us? What is it that if they could come up here and, and maybe make a list and talk about what they really need and what they want, I want to talk about what they would say to us. But before I do that, uh, I found this video and I thought I would share it with you today. I thought it was really perfect. And moms, you're going to relate. And dads, you probably will too. Kids, you're going to get it. You're going to understand. This video simply is entitled, what moms never say, all right? So watch this. 
I'm so bored. I wish I had something to do. <sighs> Thanks for letting me sleep in, kids. If you make a mess in the kitchen, please let me know so I can clean it up. Raising kids is so easy. I just love driving around all day. Oh, I never have to repeat myself. They always listen so carefully. Oh, look. An empty box of cereal. Love it. Just wipe it on your sleeve. It's pretty cold, but you don't need a coat. Oh, you don't have to push in your chair. Don't make your bed, you're just gonna sleep in it again later. I think I'll skip the coffee today. You know, these throw pillows look way better on the floor. I'm really not that busy. Well, you haven't showered in three days, but I think you smell great. We do have food at home, but let's just go out to eat. Just brush your teeth whenever you feel like it. Here, take my phone charger and go put it in your room. Oh, just leave your dirty dishes on the counter. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, let's all pull on our phones. Youth sports are so cheap. Braces are so cheap. School fees are so cheap. Hey, can you come crawl in bed with me around 2 a.m.? Thanks. Okay, I just spent two hours making dinner, but if you don't like it, that's fine. Just let me know and I'll make you something else. Don't even bother looking for that. I'm sure it's lost and gone forever. Can somebody please throw something at my head? I mean, I can keep track of every single one of your things. I get a ton of sleep. I get a ton of gratitude from my children. I get a ton of unsolicited help with the housework. Oh, you don't have to hurry up. We're gonna be right on time. Can someone please throw something at the TV? Thanks for doing the laundry, everyone. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Can you use your outside voice? Fight, fight, fight! The floor of this vehicle is so clean, I can't believe it. Oh, good. Another trip to the grocery store today. Let's go. <laughs> oh. Hey, I'm gonna hop in the shower. Does somebody wanna come use the bathroom while I'm in here? <laughs> oh, I don't know if you think that's funny, but I think that's hilarious and, and a little too close to home, huh? In fact, I think if we took that video and we played it backwards so she said the opposite of everything, that's probably something that every one of you mothers have said from time to time, huh? I just love that. And uh, I, I know that uh, uh, we feel like a lot of times that our kids don't really hear what we say. How many of you ever, how many moms or dads have ever felt like they don't even hear what I say? I don't know why I bother. You know, we felt that way before, but they really do listen. Not only do they listen, they watch. They watch very carefully what we do and what we say and how we act. They're very aware of that. They're watching us whether we realize it or not. Whether we realize it or not, they look up to us. And it may not feel like it a lot of times. I know a lot of times as a parent, it's like, what's the point? Are they really ever getting this? But you know, um, uh, Jesus at one time, and I thought we would start out with Jesus, and I have in your notes how Jesus grew. We see in scripture that there was, a, there was a time before he entered the ministry where Jesus was at home. And uh, in fact, how many of you are watching the, the, the Chosen series? Raise your hand. Okay, a lot of you. I'm going to keep recommending it until every hand goes up. It's an amazing thing. It's free. You can go on your phone and download the app called The Chosen. And uh, it's a great, great, great series. I think the best one out there that talks about Jesus and shows the life of Jesus. And uh, what I love about it is it shows the humanity of Jesus. And in and, and one of the scenes, and I'll try not to spoil it for you, but he's been out all day and he's been doing 
doing miracles and, and uh, he's been working hard helping people and loving people and, and uh, around the campfire his mother Mary had come to visit uh, or come to see him and he wasn't there well he's off he's working he'll be back and she kind of had a she kind of had a moment of open honesty some authenticity and she said you know when he was little he really needed me I had to I had to you know clean him up when he was a mess and and I had to feed him and and we put a house a roof over his head and and I took care of him and I uh, uh, I, I fixed his boo-boos when he got hurt and but now you know now that he's an adult I really don't I really don't feel like he needs me as much and then Jesus comes back from all the miracles and the first thing he wants is he wants to see his mom and he wants his mom to be there to take care of him. Now how cool is that, right? Even to Jesus, he understood the importance of mom. But sometimes moms, you might feel like, you know, do they really see me? Do they really understand? Do they really, do they really even feel like they need me? And you have to know that the Bible says, and Pastor David, you talked about this on Wednesday night, everything that we have had, every feeling that we've had, every emotion, Jesus had them as well, and he understood them. So if you're looking at your notes there, that first scripture says in Luke 2:52, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature. Now stop there for a moment. That means that he had some growing to do, right? He wasn't, he, he still had some learning to do, and his mom was a, was a huge influence in that. It says he grew in wisdom wisdom and in stature and in favor with God in men. So if you're taking notes, your first fill in there, I want you to write down the word wisdom. One of the influences that his mom and, and, uh, I, and no doubt, we don't know, we're not sure when, when his earthly father Joseph passed away, but we know there's not, we don't know a lot about him after Jesus was like 12 or 13, but we're sure that he probably had an influence on him as well. But his mom was there through all of it. Mary was there through the whole thing. Mary was there when he was on the cross. Mary was there through his whole life. She was there. And in those moments, I believe Mary imparted, you say, is that really possible? Wait a minute. Jesus was God. Well, it says that he grew. There was things he needed to learn. So that first word there, write down wisdom. He grew in wisdom. Do you see that? And you see, parents, our job is to help our children grow in wisdom and grow in their minds. And, and so our job is to, is to guard their minds and, and to give them praise and to let them know. Because guess what? If we're not teaching them wisdom and if we're not giving them praise, they're gonna find it somewhere. They're gonna find it somewhere. They're gonna find someone who will try to impart wisdom. And if it's not godly wisdom, then we're a mess. So it's so important. You have to understand the influence that you have is so important early on and even in the adult years. That's what I loved about that scene is here's Jesus. He's uh, thir about 31 years old and he's still depending on mama. How cool is that, huh? And so here's what you can do. The next time you tell your kids what to do and they're not sure they wanna do it, they said, listen, even Jesus did as what his mama said, right, huh? The second one, if you're taking notes, is in stature. He grew in wisdom and in stature, which has to do with our character. Do you know, moms, that you are so important in shaping the character of your children, whether they're this tall or this tall? They're watching you. They're listening to you. They're growing from you, helping them in discipline. That's right, I said it, discipline. That's a word we've kind of let go these days for whatever reason. That's okay, son. That's okay, daughter. Just do whatever you want. Well, how does that work out for you? It becomes a mess, right? 
I was reading uh, just this morning. It's so cool how, how God, this isn't in your notes because I didn't, I didn't have, uh, the notes are done usually on Wednesday or Thursday. So, but just this morning in my personal reading, just my personal daily reading, I was in Proverbs 23, verses 12 and 13. And it says, apply your heart to discipline. Apply your heart, parents, talking to parents, apply your heart to discipline and your ears to the words of knowledge do not withhold discipline from your child. It's not going to help. Listen, can I tell you something? Just like with wisdom, if you are not imparting wisdom to your children, someone else will. If you are not imparting discipline to your children, someone else will. Amen? Proverbs 22.6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, some of us say, well, what does that really mean? Does that mean that they'll, they'll always be a Christian? I don't think that's what it means because I know there are a lot of parents that have raised their children in the right way and their children go astray. What I believe the Bible is saying here is they will never, ever, ever, ever forget what you have taught them and, the, and the, the discipline that you've done and the wisdom you've imparted. They will never forget that. It will always be on their mind. And that, many times, is what draws them back into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you understand that? My wife's uncle Johnny is a great example. He was a, a wonderful Christian young man when he went overseas into the service, and when he came back, he was a mess, and he was rebellious, and it broke uh, Crystal's grandpa's heart. And uh, he, every day, he, he, or every Wednesday, he fasted for his son Johnny. Every, every Wednesday, he set it aside, Lord, save my son Johnny. And for the next week, month, and year, he, he fasted. But guess what? Johnny still stayed far from God. And so uh, Grandpa Hickman continued to pray for him year in and year out. And I believe it was for 30 years that he and his, his wife, he, Grandma and Grandpa, prayed for Johnny. Lord, bring him back, bring him back. And do you know, if Johnny was here, he would tell you an amazing testimony about how one day he was in his truck and ended up in a ditch, I believe, and it was, he knew that he could have lost his life. And the first thing he thought was, you know what, mom and dad told me I needed to get right with God. I guess this better be the time, amen? And now he has a glorious, wonderful Christian testimony many, many years later. Oh, that's probably been 10 years, 15 years ago that that happened. But it's that, it's that teaching that you give to them. They, listen, they hear those things. They listen to those things. They watch and pay attention to what's important to you. Then it says Jesus grew in favor with God. So what does that say to us? We need to help our children draw closer to God. Discover their gifts, discover their heart, discover their purpose. Help them know there's a reason that you're here. Help them know that the whole reason God created them was so that they can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That is the first and foremost. The most important decision I ever made was to give my heart to Jesus Christ. I was telling that to some coworkers once when I was in, uh, uh, working at Domino's. I was in college and, and uh, had a part-time job at Domino's and, and uh, I'd just gotten married and just trying to make ends meet and, and uh, man, they they, they said, you know, cuss words here and cuss words there and took the name of the Lord in vain and all this. And finally, I just, I just stopped them one time. I said, how would you like it if I insulted your mom all the time? And they looked at me like, well, you better not insult my mom all the time. Isn't it interesting that you talk about mom, you mess, don't mess. They never say that about their dad, but mom, don't mess with mom. Amen. Come on, tell the person beside you, don't mess with mom. She'll, she'll hurt you. She'll hurt you. 
I was afraid they might hurt me. You better not. I said, well, do you know every time you take the name of the Lord in vain, you are hurting me because you're talking bad about the person I love more than anything or anyone in the whole wide world, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And he looked at me and said, wait a minute, aren't you married? I said, yep. So you're telling me that you love Jesus more than you love your wife? I said, yep. And I love the next line. He said, well, does she know that? <laughs> I said, yes, she does. And she feels the same way. They looked at me like I was crazy. Now, the interesting thing is they quit taking the Lord's name in vain in front of me. Uh, I, I wish I could say they just dropped to their knees and got saved right then. They didn't. But I just loved them and, and, and witnessed to them. But I want to tell you, it, it's amazing how they were more interested in their mom being hurt than Jesus being hurt. Come on. Well, mom, listen, they're listening to you. And they care about you, and, and they're knowing whether, whether you have favor with God and whether you're growing in your relationship with God. The, the last one is favor with man. It says he grew in favor with man. So what do we need to do? We need to mold them to be kind and gentle and long-suffering. Help them develop their personality. How many times have you heard somebody that was meaner than a rattlesnake and say, well, that's just the way our family is. That's the way my dad was, and I guess that's where I got it. And it's almost like they're excusing it. Also, it's interesting that they never, they never blame it on mom. What is this about mom? Man, you guys are awesome. I just want you to know. Dads get a bad rap, but they, they always blame it on dad. But you have to understand that it doesn't matter how your mom and dad acted. You need to act Christ-like. Because your kids are watching you, and their personality is being developed. And you're training them whether to be kind or nice. You know, down when we pastored in, in, uh, 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 down in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, it took me a little bit to get used to because all of the young people, I mean, from, from the age where they understood how to talk until clear through high school, many times clear into college, everything you ask them to do is, yes, sir, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm like, you don't have to call me, sir. You don't have to do that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, no, you don't have to call me, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, yes, sir. I won't, I won't call you, sir. I mean, it was just embedded in them. I think, I think we've kind of missed that up here in Ohio. We've just kind of let all, hey, hey George, what's up? You know, and, and everything. Every, we need to help them, their personality be respectful and loving. And moms, I want to tell you, they're watching you very closely. Let me give you a few more scriptures that deal with these things, and then we'll get into uh, what, Jesus, what our kids want us to know. Psalm 34, 11, in your notes, Come, my children, and listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Now, that fear is not a fear where I'm scared that he's going to hit me over the head with a ball bat. We've talked about that. It's a respect. It's a respect of God. It's kind of like when I go swimming in the ocean, and, and uh, I respect the ocean. I don't fear the ocean. I grew up a mile from the beach, and so that was just kind of where I went after school, and, and uh, I probably need to have more fear of the ocean than I actually do. But I do have a, a healthy fear of the ocean because I respect that it is bigger than me, it's stronger than me, and there's things under the water that could eat me. Amen? How many of you know, huh? How many of you, that's why you won't get in the ocean? Just be honest. Raise your hand. Okay, some of you, yeah? I'll never forget the day we were at the beach. And uh, I'm so proud of Crystal and Bethany. They're, they're just, I mean, they're tougher than I am because I saw them. They were kind of like this. I was out on, on the beach, and they were in the water, and I saw them just kind of walking like this out of the water, like this, just like this. I'd never really seen them walk like that, but it's just like, doo, 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 doo. I said, what's up? Oh, no big deal. A shark just swam right past us. 
So we thought we'd get out of the water. I'm like, yeah, get out of the water. Hello. How many of you know we didn't get back in the water the rest of the day, huh? All right. I have a healthy, uh, a healthy fear of the ocean. Not that I'm afraid of it, but I respect it. That's what we have to have for the Lord. Come, my children. I will teach you to respect the Lord, to revere the Lord, to, to look up to God and see him as your blesser and your forgiver. Psalm 5, 2, for, the ble- for you bless the godly, O Lord. You surround them with your shield of love. One thing we can do is we can pray for divine favor over our children. Lord, protect them. Be the shield of help. And, and in just a little bit, we're going we're gonna to pray that over you moms, particularly those of you that still have kids at home. Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Hey, I'm all for you being a friend of your kids, but guess what? Friends sharpen friends. Friends tell friends the truth. So you can be their friends, but it doesn't mean you just let all things go, huh? Okay, so you ready? What kids want from their parents? If you've ever wondered what the Bible says about this, here's it is. And we're going to start out in Malachi chapter 4, verse 6. It says, He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and the hearts of the children to their fathers, or else I will come and strike the land with a curse. Well, how many of you, we don't want to do that, right? I don't want that. I don't want the land struck. So let's go back and let's make sure we're doing this. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. And you can put that in there as mothers as well. He will turn the hearts of mothers to their children and the hearts of the children to their mothers or else I will come and strike the land with a curse. So our responsibility is to cover them, to care for them, to nurture them. So if you're taking notes, let's talk about that for a moment. Let's talk about what it means to turn our hearts toward our children so our children's hearts will turn toward us. The first one, if you're taking notes, what kids want from their parents is to demonstrate love for God. They don't only want it, they need that. They need to see that you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. They need to see that God is number one in your life. Not the checkbook, not the calendar, not even relationships, but God is number one in your life. We are more likely, in fact, to copy the behavior than to remember the instruction. You understand that? So when we watch our kids, when our kids are watching us, moms and and dads, I'm not gonna leave you out, when they watch us, they are more likely to copy our behavior than they are to remember our instructions. It's, It's kind of that thing, you know, don't tell me what to do, show me what to do. Or another saying that says, I can't hear what you're saying because your actions are screaming too loud, right? And so a way that we do this is we show them how much we love God. Look what it says in Luke 40. This is out of the Amplified Version. A student is not superior to his teacher, but everyone, after he has been completely trained, will be like his teacher. So if you want to know if your kids are brats and if your kids are a mess and all that, if you really want to know, just look in the mirror if you want to blame somebody, huh? Is that too close? 
but it's not too late to change it. Here's what I want you to know. It's never too late to start right now and to begin a good, close relationship with Jesus and to begin to build a closer relationship with them and to bring them along. Secondly, if you're taking notes, I believe they would want us to love each other. Now, I understand that we have, uh, those that are watching online, we have people in the room, and, and we have a lot of, of folks here. And I understand we come from all different types of backgrounds. Uh, uh, some people are married, some people are divorced, some people are estranged. So uh, I, I, want you to, I, I just want you to get this for a moment. Stick with me, because uh, I, 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 wherever you are, you can still show love. In other words, the Bible says that we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. It doesn't say unless you're arguing or unless you're separated or unless you don't like each other anymore. In fact, I don't see anywhere in the Bible where it commands us to like people. It just commands us to love people. You say, well, what's the difference? Well, the difference is, and you've heard me say this before, I don't think that when Jesus was hanging on the cross, he was looking down and said, hey, thanks, guys, for putting me up here. Maybe we should grab some coffee later and play a round of golf. No, he wasn't trying to be chummy with them, but you know what he did say? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. In fact, the Bible even says that we're supposed to love our enemies, Right? And parents, your kids are watching how you treat their other parent, whatever your situation is. They're paying attention, and they're learning how to treat someone that they live with, don't live with anymore, they're divorced from, they're, they're in love together, whatever your situation is, they're learning how to act like Jesus by how you love each other. Do you get that? Malachi 2.15, has not the Lord made them one? In flesh and in spirit, they are his. And why one? Here's the question, why? Because he was seeking godly offspring. I need you to underline that line. The whole purpose was that, they would be, that the offspring would be godly. So guard yourself in your spirit and do not break faith with the wife of your youth. Love each other. Third, if you're taking notes, I think they would say, stay true to your word. I wrote this down in my notes. A white lie will almost always lead to a dark road. I'm surprised how often I hear someone say, well, it's just a white lie. It's just, it, you know, I, I'm, just, I'm just doing what's, what, you know, I don't really need to tell them everything. And you know what? Our kids notice. How many times have our kids said, well, you said, <laughs> right? They remember what we said. Let, let me tell you something. Don't say it unless you're going to keep your word, huh? And if you do change your mind, and it is for their best interest, don't say, because I said so. Say, well, let me tell you the process. I know that I said I would do that, but let me show you what has happened that is preventing us from being able to do that. And don't make it look like you just lied and threw it out there. We have got to, listen, stay true to your word. Look what it says in Ephesians chapter 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. So you can use that. Take that home and use that. Just tell the Bible says you got to do what I say, right? For this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise. That is uh, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. We all want to enjoy long life on the earth, right? Then listen to what it says. Fathers, parents, do not exacerbate your children. Instead, 
bring them up in the training and in the instruction of the Lord. You say, well, what do you mean exasperate? Exasperate, what, what does that even mean? Frustrate, mock, belittle, make feel secondary, not important. Don't do that. Just because they're littler, you, littler than you doesn't mean they're not as human as you. And that, those things that we do when they're young, they will remember when they're old. Remember, we read early, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. What if we flip the script on that scripture? It says, train a child in a way they shouldn't go, by the way we act and live. When they're old, they're not going to forget it. You say, well, pastor, I don't know. I, I feel kind of, I feel like maybe I'd, I didn't do this as much when they were younger. Now they're old. I want to tell you, it's never too late. Here's the beauty of it. It's never too late. I've seen time and time and time again where there's reconciliation in adulthood. Sometimes when the child is 50 or 60 years old and there's a, there's a reconciliation, there's a coming together and a, and a, and a confession and, a, and forgiveness and the relationship is deeper than they ever dreamed it could be. So don't be discouraged. Understand that God is, a be- God is the God of second chances. Come on, tell somebody, God is the God of second chances. Do you believe that this morning? I believe it with all of my heart. Don't, don't give up. I'm not here to discourage you. I'm to, uh, John Maxwell used to quote this quote, although you can't go back and change the past, my friend, you can begin right now and make a brand new end. So today can be the beginning of the best relationship you ever dreamed possible with your kids. I promise you that. So don't get discouraged. Understand that if we will begin to stay true to our word, if we will begin to love their other parent, if they're still living, if we demonstrate that we have a deep love for God and show them that, and, and, it, and it goes out to them, and then number four, if we give them encouragement and lift them up, if we compliment them and pray for them and brag on them, let them know that we're proud of them, we love them just like they are, Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is, watch this, helpful, underline that word, helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may be benefit to those who listen. Lift them up. Help them. Build them up. Love them with an unconditional love. You see, when Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself, he was saying, love them even when they're unlovable. Because some of you might be here saying, Pastor, you don't know my kids. <laughs> Let me introduce you to my kids. And I understand there's things that we go through in relationships. But I'm going to tell you, if you love them anyway, they're going to notice I won't go into great detail, but my oldest decided when she turned 18 that she was going to kind of take her own path and, and go her own way and, 
explore the things of the world and, and uh, go, you know, just go and, and do whatever. And, and uh, you know, it, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I was crushed as a dad. And I, the first thing I did is, what did I do wrong? What, you know, and I, and I look back and I know there's things I could have done different. I know there's things I could have done better. And, and I was just crushed. And, and uh, of course, there were things that, that she was doing that, that I didn't, I didn't sanction, I didn't approve of. And, and so, you know, as, as a dad and a pastor, it, it was very tempting for me to just be preaching. Come on, just preach it. No, you know what to do. I, I taught you what to do. Just get it right, get it right. And the Lord whispered in my ear. He said, Phil, how would I treat her? And I said, well, you'd love her because you loved everybody. And he said, Phil and Crystal, just, just love her. And I really believe, I really believe that was a turning point for me. And I made it my goal to let her know that I loved God with all my heart and I loved her with all my heart. There was, there was a time we didn't even really know where she was, what, what state she was in. I want to tell you, we have a relationship now that I wouldn't give up for the world. One day she called me. She said, Daddy, will you come get me? I was in South Florida. She was in Atlanta, Georgia. How many of you know I jumped in the car within 10 minutes and started driving? And just the fact that she knew that I loved her enough to come and get her and that I loved God enough to love her when she got home. You say, well, you're a pastor. No, no, you understand. I'm a parent. We're parents. That had to, come on, that had to come from God. Some of you, have your hearts have been broken. You've gone through hurts that are deeper maybe than you've ever told anyone. And what I want you to do is I want you to take that love that Jesus has shown you in your darkest hour, in the hour that you would, you would be afraid or ashamed to tell anyone about, and know that Jesus loved you right then as you are. Nothing can separate, nothing will ever separate us from the love of God. The Bible tells us that. He's going to love us no matter what. And it's that love that we impart into our children. You know, I, I don't approve of this, but I just want you to know I love you. And lift them up. Compliment them. Pray for them. Give them encouragement. I think they would say, number five, just would you be fair and consistent? Just be fair and consistent. Every middle child in this room, if you're like me, you're like, oh, wait a minute, that's not fair. You know, he had it harder and, and they had it easier. Well, that's just kids. They're going to say that. <laughs> as long as you can lay your head on the pillow at night and know you did your best to be fair and consistent and to love them. What I'm learning is the older they get, they more, the more they understand that that's actually what you were doing. What's the Bible say? Again in Micah, He has showed you, O oh man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? Watch this. To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. I think that maybe you ought to just print that out and put it on your fridge. Lord, help me to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with you, my God. And then number six, get over it quickly. 
<laughs> Just get over it. Quit dry. Are we really talking about this again? I mean, come on, right? How many of you know that a, an argument can go downhill in two seconds the minute you bring something up that the other person thought was water under the bridge, amen? How many of you are glad that Jesus never brings up water that's been under the bridge, amen, huh? <laughs> in your anger, do not sin. Well, that tells me two things. That tells me that if I'm not careful, I'm gonna sin, and it also tells me that it's okay to be angry. Even Jesus got angry when he went into the temple. Not saying don't be angry, but don't be angry and sin. So you can be angry, but you need to act right in that anger. And then you need to get over it. The Bible also tells us not to, go to, not to lay our head on the pillow at night if we know that we have something, a, a, a problem with someone uh, that, we, you know, that we've been arguing with. And that includes our kids. And kids, that includes our parents. That one's for free. So what do I do now? Well, as we've been going through this, if, if the Holy Spirit is, is, is putting his finger somewhere in your life, just confess it. Say, God, I'm sorry. Don't, don't tell me. It's none of my business. Just tell it to the Lord. Because if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness. He'll just take that away. Just, just make it right. Just make it right now. And then I love what eight, Romans 8, 28 says. And we know that all things, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And here's what I know about the moms here today and watching online. I know you love God. I know you're doing the best you know. Isn't it interesting that there's no manual? They just... God just throws us a kid and says, good luck. <laughs> I was afraid to take our first one home from the hospital. I don't know what to do. It's a good thing Crystal read some books. I was in trouble. She's a natural. But some of you, you may not be feeling that today, and I understand that. So here's what I'd like to do. I'd like for everybody to stand. And those that are willing, I, I was praying about how to, to close out the, the sermon time today. Here's what I'd like to do. I know that that when it's boots on the ground, when we're in that moment where our kids are still at home and we're, trying, we're doing our best as moms to raise those kids and to be a godly influence and to help them and to show them, I know it, that, that is a heavy burden. And I know that when I read this scripture, sometimes we, it, it's tempting to go, really, can that be true? All things for God works for the good of those who love him, all things God. Yeah, all things. So here's what I like to do. If you are a mother and you're willing to do so and you're able, I would like for you, if you are a mom who still has children at home or, or just, just barely out or anybody, I, just, I would like for you to come and, and stand around this altar because I'm going to ask the moms that already have children outside, the empty nesters, I'm going to ask you to come and stand behind them and we're going to pray over you. We're going to pray a prayer of encouragement over you. So if you're a mom and you still have children at home and you say, Pastor, I just want God to help me be a godly mom. I just want God to help me be. Would you just come out right now and just stand around this altar? We'll just, take, we'll just wait a moment. All of you that still have children at home, and if you're watching online 
and you still have children at home, as Pastor Crystal comes and she prays a blessing, I want you to receive it as well. Now these have come, some are still coming, so as soon as they're all up here, I'm going to ask the moms, the empty nesters to come. Would you stand? Could, could we make sure that someone has a, a hand on each shoulder? Can we just, can we just, can we bless our moms today? Huh? Can we just bless them? Pastor Crystal, I'm going to ask you to come and pray a blessing over these moms and, and uh, pray first for the young moms that still have children at home. And then also we'll pray a blessing over all the moms, if you would. And let's just, would you just receive this? I, I want God to be in your encouragement. I, I shared a lot of scripture today, but you have to know, first and foremost, God loves you, and he is your strength, and he is your helper. And I'm just going to pray that God will help you. I see some back. If you'd like to come and receive prayer, if, you, if you're a mother, you can come forward still. It's not too late. Pastor Crystal, would you pray for us? Let's all pray together. Dear Lord, right now, we give a, a wonderful blessing to all the moms that are here, the ones that still have kids at home, the ones that kids are out of the nest. We just pray a special blessing upon each one. Being a mother is a, a huge task and a great responsibility and a, and a tremendous blessing. And we thank you for that right now. And Lord, first of all, we want to pray for the moms who still have kids at home. Lord, I pray a special blessing upon them right now in the decisions that they make and the way that they interact with their kids and in their own spiritual heart and their spiritual development that they would be an example to these kids and to train them up in the ways of the word. And Lord, that can be a daunting task because especially if we're working or if we have so many kids and sometimes we feel like giving up, but Lord, you'll give us the strength that we need and we know that. And we, are, we just reach out to you right now and ask for that strength. And then, Lord, for the, the moms who have kids that have left the nest. But sometimes, Lord, those relationships can be hard as, as you're parenting adults. And you're, just, you're, still, you're still a mom and you're still trying to be a, a encourager to your kids who have grown up. I pray for those moms right now that you will give them wisdom, that you'll bless them, that you'll help them if they have any strained relationship with adult kids, that you'll mend that that you'll be with them right now. And Lord, we know that you can, and we know that it is your will that we walk as moms before you with right relationship with our kids and our families. And so we just ask a special blessing upon the moms, the grandmothers that are here today. Lord, the, the role that so many of our grandmothers have in raising their grandchildren. Lord, it's a, a daunting task. We pray a special blessing upon those who are doing that today. And Lord, we love you. We give you much honor, much glory for everything you've done for our moms. And we're going to walk forward believing and having faith that you will continue to give us the strength that we need and bless our children, bless our families. And every one of the moms said, amen. Thank you, moms. All right, before you sit down, moms, I want you to turn around and I want you to face the crowd. And come on, everybody out there, give them a big old hand and let them know you. Come on, let them hear you. Shout a little bit. We love you, moms. Amen. Well, you can go back to your seat because we have a special presentation for you in just a moment, moms. So uh, go back and, and have a seat. And, and let me just tell you, quite literally, moms, we would not be here without you. So we, we need you. <laughs> we need you. If you noticed on the, on the uh, other side of your notes, if you have your uh, outline there, if you turn it over, I put on there uh, a fun activity uh, sheet 
for you to do with your kids. And I'm not going to read them all. Uh, a couple of them stood out to me. It was something that we do is we call it high-low. And uh, when we sit down at, at a meal, sometimes we'll see, okay, go around the room and everybody share a high for the, for the week and a low for the week. And it gives us a way to celebrate with each other and a way to pray for each other. So that's kind of a cool thing. Uh, theme song just for you. Choose a theme song for each member of your family that best reflects who they are. Uh, where was there was one about uh, uh, camping on the inside. Where's that? Oh yeah, family camp in. Have a camp inside your uh, home. Grab a tent, sleeping bags, have fun camping in. Switch things up even uh, and eat dessert before dinner. So uh, just some fun. I just wanted to give you some fun things you could do this month. Here's what I challenge you to do, moms. Take this home and uh, put it on the fridge and maybe you pick a couple, maybe have the kids say, hey, we would like to do this and uh, just have some fun in May. Could you do that? It's raining, you can't go outside anyway, so just do something fun, all right? And uh, so I wanted to give that to you. And then also, I wanted to let you know next Sunday, I'm gonna be, uh, the title of my sermon is What Women Want and What Men Need. So uh, you don't wanna miss next week. I'm excited about next week's message and uh, we're gonna continue talking about relationships. Could I ask the ushers to come forward? And as they're coming forward, uh, we're going to pray over the offering and then Pastel Crystal has something very uh, special. Did I say Pastel Crystal? Pastel Crystal, say that. Yeah, uh, she gets called Crystal Springs all the time and there's a water company that is doing very well called Crystal Springs. So uh, I think I should get a little bit of that money. I'm just saying, you know, I should be a part of, have a stockholder in that. But anyway, uh, we're just glad all of you are here. If you did not come prepared to give, you can give online as we see there on the screen, uh, uh, Capital City Church, uh, uh, capcitychurch.live or you can do the cash app. Or if you're first time guest, we don't ask you to put anything in there. We just thank you for being here. We hope it's the first of many. Welcome home. We're glad you're here. Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for our moms. Uh, we would be lost without them. And Lord, I just pray right now that as we bless you out of the bountiful blessing you've given to us, use it for the upbuilding of your kingdom and for your glory, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Pastor Crystal. Ushers, go right ahead. Thank you so much. Can I get four men volunteers just to come up and help me pass something out, please? Just four. And you'll take a section and just grab a basket. And I just have something we wanted to do special for the moms today is just to give you a kiss, but I mean a Hershey's kiss. Okay, so we have a bunch of different flavors. We have regular, we have caramel, cookies and cream, and some sugar-free in each basket. So I want all the moms to stand. If you don't mind, just stand up, and all they're right. going to come to you. You didn't know you were going to be doing jazzercise today, <laughs> did you? All right, all the moms stand and up. And pick your favorite out of the basket. And we just want to give you a kiss for all that you do. Crystal, and I got a funny story. Doris okay. Petit one day. Doris Petit came and uh, she loves to bless her pastors and she gave me a bag of, of Hershey Kisses and uh, I love those things. I, I enjoyed them so much and, and so about two weeks later uh, she was in the hallway talking to another lady and I said, Doris, thank you so much for the kisses and the other ladies looked at her like, what? <laughs> 
you've been kissing the pastor? And uh, so uh, she turned about three shades, shades of red. So from now on, if she gives me anything, there's, they look like Hershey kisses, but they're called hugs. And she wrote a little note on there, hugs only, pastor, hugs only. So, uh, but anyway, you're allowed to kiss your mama. So today, make sure you kiss your mama. Those of you watching online, if, you're, if you come next week, we'll have some kisses for you, mom. So if you're able to come next week and weren't able to be here today, you see me next Sunday. We love all you moms. Give them a one big hand for everything that they do. So after you get your kisses, you are dismissed. Have a lovely Mother's Day. Even though it's raining, have a great time. See you next week. God bless you.